Hi, everyone. Welcome. It is July 20th, 2021. This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. And I'm your host, Robert Bruton. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about how, you know, it's weird because society has kind of conditioned us to do a lot of things. And I really want to talk a little bit about how to break that constraint from poverty, how to com- how to break the uh, bondage of, of all this stuff that you think you can't do, but you actually can. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. And uh, stay tuned. This is going to be a cool episode. We're going to be back in 60 seconds. Hi there. Welcome back to the show. And I want to thank all of our subscribers. Thank you so much uh, for your continued support to the show. I appreciate it very much. So I've been doing some research because I'm working on a film project and, and uh, I, I really think that this speaks to all the things that that the show's about, all my books are about, and that's just life change. You know, changing old paradigms, changing old ways that we do things. And I think one of the things that um, really, I, I I see in my research a lot is, for example, unintended consequences from like helping uh, in a disaster area. You know, it's there's things where you know, obviously, and I, I don't want anybody to misunderstand this. I am all about help getting aid to whom needs it and and making sure that we prop whomever up and make sure that they get back on their feet and they can stand up without any help and they can move their life forward. Absolutely 1000% about that. I don't think anybody needs to suffer. In fact, during Hurricane Harvey, uh, after I got home, after having to evacuate, uh, I actually uh, was was delivering um, trailers for FEMA and uh, met a lot of really cool people. So I am a thousand percent and I was so pleased too uh, to see all the help, like the Tide truck that comes out, the uh, HEB supermarkets and their trucks that come out and feed folks, uh, just, it was phenomenal. So here's the skinny, though, is there are very well-intentioned folks that keep giving assistance and keep giving aid. And I'm going to be the one that says, and I'm not alone in this, that we need to reach down with a helping hand, pick that person up, help dust them off, get them going, make sure that they are safe, food, clothes, make sure that everything is taken care of for a time. But I want to make sure that we help these folks get back onto a path where they can help themselves. And I don't know anybody that doesn't want to say, 
you know, or be able to look at their children and look at the food in their bellies and go, I put that there. I did that. You know, and I think what happens is, is that that we get into a situation where we lend a hand too long and we're not helping. Here's the but here's the rabbit. It's not the person's fault who needs assistance. Absolutely not your fault. But the system is at fault because what it doesn't do is it doesn't provide a way out of that. So when I say sometimes that we become a slave to a, a paycheck, for example, that our life becomes about $2,000 a month, it becomes about $4,000 a month, it becomes about $6,000 a month. And that's what your life becomes. Your life is worth $6,000 a month or $5,000 a month or $2,000 a month. The dollar amount doesn't matter. What you become is addicted to that paycheck. And so you become complacent in that because people will tell you, we've got a good job. You know, you might not uh, pick yourself and say, wait a minute, I don't want to work in XYZ job forever. This is a stepping stone, a means to an end. I want to do this, but you you become too scared because you become your your life becomes dependent upon that check. Just like when you get assistance, you become dependent upon that check. And for a time that's fine. Absolutely. But what could we do better as a society? What could we do better as aid folks, people in that industry, where we don't make poverty a job? Where we don't, you know, there's only so much, you know, in, let's say, third world countries. There's only so much rice you can give someone. You know, there's only so much oatmeal or whatever sustenance that you're going to give them. There's only so much of that that you're going to give for a certain period of time. What we need to give these people is hope and jobs, you know, a way to communicate into the world. In my research, I found out the the biggest problems in, for example, Africa is they don't have good access to the world markets. The people are incredibly smart. The people want to to work. The people want more, but they don't have good access to world markets. So I think that, that when we talk about life change and we talk about all the things that I talk about and that I write about, it's important to note that, and I've talked about this before, is... Don't get complacent. Don't feel like, well, I got bills. I got kids. Yes, pretty much everybody's got kids to take care of in some shape, form, or fashion. Doesn't matter whether they're small children or adult children, you still get to be a part of their life. And you still want to be a part of their life. And you want to help when you can. 
I think the biggest help that I can be to my family and my grandchildren is to say, don't limit your beliefs. Thank God I think my son is beginning to to see that, you know, you can have limiting beliefs, but there is more in the world and he wants to do good. He wants to do good in the world. He wants to make sure that he gives back. And I think that's wonderful. So what happens in what we've written, what I've written about and talked about so many times is that, you know, well-intentioned folks around in your life are going to go, yeah, no, don't do anything crazy or stupid. And I'm not suggesting you do something crazy or stupid. But I'm not. I'm also suggesting that you need to step out in faith sometimes, and you need to step out in confidence sometimes to change your life. You don't have to be addicted, physically addicted, to that paycheck. What if I don't have one? We're not talking about not having a paycheck. But here's the skinny. What if your boss walks in today and says, "Hey, Joe, um, you, Sally." Susie, um, you guys need to pack your gear. We're laying everybody off, and it's effective immediately. Here's your final paycheck. Sorry. We're only one shitty thing like that happening away from a disaster. If we choose to look at it as a disaster. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole new book currently working on. So, you know, it's one of those deals where the only limits to success, the only limits in any aspect of your life, personal, financial, career, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter is your limiting belief. If you say you want to be a millionaire, what are you prepared to do to get to be a millionaire? If you say you want to be comfortable, what are you prepared to do to live comfortable? You want a healthy relationship. What are you prepared to do to learn how to make yourself available to have that healthy relationship? I hear men and women all the time, oh, I had a shitty relationship, I came out of a shitty marriage, and, you know, everything is, is just, you know, was shit, we couldn't talk, we couldn't communicate. Okay? What did the two of you do to help yourselves communicate? What did you personally do? Did you pick up a book? Did you seek out counseling on your own? Did you talk to people that have healthy relationships? Did you do those things? And did you bring that better you to the relationship? So you have to change old paradigms. You have to change the way you think about things. 
you know, you can't sit there and go, you know, I wrote a book. Here's a good time for, for me to talk about this is I wrote a book called plan B hell. No, everybody goes, well, always got a plan B always have an exit strategy. Well, here's the way that some look at that. And I will even include Everybody knows who Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of his most famous speeches that he gave about being successful in life was that he never has a plan B. Because plan B gives you that one sliver of this isn't going to work. You either need to be all in or not. It's his philosophy. And when you sit here and think about it for a minute, you know, and I use the analogy, and this is not something new. This is, this is, uh, you know, when Cortez landed in the New World, he burned all the boats. And you've heard this thing, you know, when you get started on something, burn the boats, because then you don't have a choice. I use this analogy in time management, which time can be your friend or time can be a very cruel enemy. And so people tell me, I can't fit anything else in my life, dude. I'm, I, you know, I'm a single mother. I'm, th- I got a job. <clears throat> I'm holding down all these things. And I'm, and I sit here and, and I, and, and you have to think about this too. But when I'm talking to folks and I'm, I, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there and I listen to all this stuff and I'm saying, okay, I understand. But let me ask you something. Did you take a bathroom break today? Well, of course I did. Sure, yeah. How many times? I don't know. One, two, three. How long did it take each time? You know? So all of this time, and you're telling me you can't fit another thing in the day, but yet you find you found time, and this is my pee test, you found time to go pee. I didn't do anything other than relieve your bladder, but you, you did it because you have to. You found the time in a busy moment, in a busy day, to go pee. So you found the time. Because you had to. And all this takes is just a slight adjustment. And you know what the adjustment is? Is organization. Organizing yourself. Learning to define to the nth degree the difference between activity versus productivity. Activity being jacking around on your social media. How long do you do that during the day? How many times do you check your Facebook? How many times do you check Twitter? How many times do you go to TikTok? And how much time did you spend there? Unless you're making a living doing that, you're an influencer, or that is going to be your job, that is a complete 110% waste of your time during productivity hours. So you have to learn to change. You have to change old ways. Everybody says, oh my God, did you see what's happening on Facebook? Blah, 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 blah. The hell does that have to do with your life? 
yes, it's funny, and yes, it's fun, and yes, it's this, and yes, it's that. But unless you're making a living doing it, then make time at a unproductive part of your day to do that. There is plenty of time for fun. There is plenty of time for frivolity and for doing some cool stuff, living your life. If you organize your life to win. And it's not that hard. So everything that I'm talking about is change. Change, change, change. We have to change the way that we do things. And you cannot get complacent when you start, you know, it's one thing to get a helping hand. It's another to rely on it forever. I'm working on something that I, I is near and dear to my heart. You know, there's, there's the old saying, you know, you can, you can give a guy a fish, but if you teach a guy to fish, you'll feed him forever. You can feed a guy for a day, you can give him a fish. But if you teach him to fish, he will be able to eat every day forever. And that's what we're going to base our new documentary on. Is how do we get people to recognize and see that the only stagnation in their life is that we get we get that warm, fuzzy feeling around us, that huggy feeling that that check's coming every month. You know, my assistance check is coming every month. And, you know, when you get hooked into that, it's hard to get off of it. It's almost like an addictive heroin, you know. Your family relies on it. You rely on it. And in some instances, the government makes you, makes it so that you get more doing that than you do, you know, that's why you're after COVID-19. Well-intentioned, okay, assistance and help that we all needed, absolutely. But then it was hard to get people to go back to work because honestly, they were making more money than they originally made staying on government assistance. And when you don't have a lot, that's a hard thing to give up. When you see stuff going on in your life that's maybe a little bit easier than what you had it, but the the unintended consequence, sorry, I got a little tongue-tied, is far more harmful than the short-term relief that you're getting. Because at some point in time, that's all going to end. And then you are faced with the harsh reality. So how about we don't have to face the harsh reality? How about we figure out how to develop ourselves so that we can be more than what we were yesterday? 
I think we all can agree that we want that in our life. You know? How many single moms do really cool stuff at home and sometimes can even include their children in their business in a fun and meaningful way? There are all kinds of ways to do things in your life. But until you change your mentality about, you know, well, I don't have a formal education. There are more millionaires without a formal education, several billionaires without a formal education. You know, Bill Gates even quit college. And he was going to an Ivy League college. Why on the God's good earth would you do that? But he did it. You know why? Because his belief was stronger in what he, he believed so deeply in what he was doing that he was willing to risk his entire life's education and career on his idea. Or he became one of the wealthiest men in the world. You can get knowledge. There's plenty of places to go get knowledge. But you have to change your mind. You know, I hear people say, I can't get, a, I can't get an education. Educate yourself. I don't have the money to go to college. Why do you need to go to college? The library full of college textbooks. Dig in and go. And there's plenty of places to reach out and say, you know, for example, if you were on YouTube and somebody was doing something you wanted to learn about, throw in the comments or DM them that, hey, you know, I love what you do. I, I had a guy. And I, I, damn, it's been a few years ago. But I reached out to this guy it was at the Brookings Institute or somewhere and I had read this paper and half the math in it I didn't understand so I wrote and this is back before email really was a big thing and so I wrote this guy a really nice letter and I said you know hey I, I enjoyed reading your paper I'm in the industry that you wrote the paper about and some of the math, I, I will freely admit, I'm a layman, so I, some of the math does it. So he sent me back some things to help me kind of understand the math and said he really appreciated my note. And he helped me to understand what he had written because it was groundbreaking stuff within an industry I was working in. He didn't know me from Adam. But most folks have a genuine good heart. People ask me questions about my books all the time. Hey, can you expand on that a little more? Yeah. Here. And I try to explain what my thought process was. Because that's the thing about learning. You take what resonates with you. What stays with you. And you leave the rest. Even if you think you can't do something, are you sure? Have you even tried? 
that's the thing is what happens is, is that again, we become a slave to that paycheck. It entraps us into thinking that is the sum total of our net worth month in and month out. And it is not. I'm not suggesting go quit your job. I'm not suggesting that you make some radical change, but I am suggesting that you can make it better. If you're an accounts receivable clerk and you're sitting there going, you know, I'd really like to have my boss's job. Go to go to a half price books, go to a, a used bookshop and grab a textbook on accounting. Watch videos in QuickBooks. Ask questions. I can't tell you how many times that I've been at different events or different things and, and just simply ask someone if they would share with me something I didn't understand. Because it truly helped me. So don't think that you can't do something just because society, societally you think you can't. Or even people close to you, moms, dads, wives, husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, are saying you can't. They don't know you can't. They think they know you can't, but they don't know for sure that you can't. If you are 100% committed to that which you seek to do. You have to not have an exit strategy. You have to be full on, full in, let's go but you do it smart. You have your I's dotted, your T's crossed, and you have a real sustainable plan. You do that, and you learn the difference between activity and productivity. Simple stuff. And you learn how to quiet your mind in the middle of a barrage of shit being hurled at you at speeds you never saw coming and you remain cool and calm under pressure. You remain cool and calm in the heat of the moment. Do this. Learn this. And you will change your life forever. Absolutely. 110%. It is amazing, as humans, what we can do when we set our mind to it. And I used this in a podcast or two ago. And I and I say, you know, Alcatraz Prison was supposed to be outside of San Francisco. Everybody, I think, has heard of Alcatraz. And it was supposed to be escape-proof because it's on an island in shark-infested waters, has horrid currents, 
And yeah, you might get out of the prison, but you got a nice long swim to the shore. Yet, there were escapes from Alcatraz. In fact, there is a movie called Escape from Alcatraz. I'm going to say that not all of them made it, but some damn sure did. Because there was evidence of them being on the shore. Not dead, but gone. D.B. Cooper did something that most parachute guys will tell you. Most paratroopers will tell you. It's, you know, he jumped out of the back of a Boeing 727 and was never seen from since. He's been one of the most hunted and one of the most... Uh, talked about characters in modern crime history. My point to all that is where there is a will, there is a way. Misguided they were. Don't go out and jump out of the back of a plane and don't get yourself in prison and, and learn how to escape. But even under the harshest of of terms, the human mind can figure out a way when there is no way, or when your interpretation is there is no way. You will find a way. You will find a way. So let's uh, call it a day. And what I really want out of this podcast is for you to think about and do this one exercise for me. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk about a lot of this a lot more in the coming episodes. Is think about what it is that you really want to change about yourself. The thing that you feel like could be holding you back. Confidence, fear, rejection, all the above. I've never done this before. I don't know how. Here's the thing about I've never done this. I don't know how. Teach yourself how. If no one will help you, here's the thing. If you wanted to learn how to play the guitar, You would go to the guitar shop and you would buy a guitar. Then you would start watching beginner classes and beginner videos on how to play the guitar. And you would get some competence in playing the guitar. And then perhaps you would take a more advanced lesson to learn to play the guitar even better. But when you first pick up that guitar, here's the thing. You are not going to play like Kurt Hammett from Metallica. You're not going to pay like David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. You're not going to play like Eddie Van Halen, God rest his soul. You're not going to play like Jimi Hendrix, God rest his soul. But with practice and the command of some ability and mastering it, 
you could theoretically be Eddie Van Halen, Jimi Hendrix. And here's the thing. Today, you don't know because you haven't even picked up a guitar. So my challenge to you is, if fear, I'm adding a new component to this. If fear was not the problem, knowledge was not the problem, money was not the problem, and time was not the problem, what would you do with your life? I said something to my brother-in-law, and, and, it, and I think it's really kind of haunting him a little bit. My sister tells me some stuff about it every now and again. And it's something that I said to myself some four years ago. I am going to spend this part of my life doing what I want to do, not what I have to do. My entire life has been doing something I have to do because I had to do it. Because like you listening, I became a slave to that check. I became a addicted to a paycheck and I became addicted to the dollar amount that I knew I was good for every month. And there I sat. Miserable, working hours that you know humans should have to work. I'm sure there are some of you out there that are in the same boat. Not having a life to really speak of. Oh yeah, you have a life. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, from eight, eight or earlier in the morning till you know ten, eleven o'clock at night, six days a week. Then you're so tired on Sunday, you just pass out, and then you wake up and go, "Oh God, I got to be back at work in five hours, six hours, seven hours to start it all over again." Sounds kind of shitty when you talk about it. So think about it. Write, write that down. Remember, fear's not a problem. Time's not a problem. Money's not a problem. Knowledge is not a problem. What are you going to do? And we're going to revisit this in a couple later episodes. But think about it. That's it for today's show, and you can find everything about me at robertrudin.com, and I hope you'll go there, and you can find all our books available at Amazon. Thank you so much. Bye for now.